Hello, everyone. This is the Written Spoken Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. The podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs as one being taught and fitly spoken. The podcast also provides auto content intended to encourage and refresh you and challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. If you have listened before, welcome back. I am your host, Esther Wright. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. According to Wikipedia and other online sources, the month of May has been observed as Mental Health Awareness Month since 1949. In light of the long-standing stigma attached to mental health concerns, The 74-year existence of a month in which mental health awareness is observed is noteworthy. By the way, how much attention do you give to your mental health? How aware are you of the state of your mental health? In today's episode, I want to direct our attention to one of the most common mental disorders in the USA, depression. Depression is also known as major depression, major depressive disorder, or clinical depression. What is depression? The information I will share about depression is from the websites of the American Psychiatric Association and the National Institute of Mental Health. Depression is a common but serious mood disorder that causes severe symptoms that affect a person's emotions, how they feel, thought processes, how they think, and daily functioning. For example, sleeping, eating, or working. It is important to note that depression is different from sadness and grief or bereavement. How common is depression? The American Psychiatric Association reports that depression affects an estimated 1 in 15 adults that is 6.7% of the population in any given year. And one in six people, that is 16.6% of the population, will experience depression at some time in their life. What are the symptoms of depression? 
Depression symptoms can vary from mild to severe and can include persistent sad, anxious, or empty, that is depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, feelings of irritability, frustration, or restlessness, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness, loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, loss of energy or increased fatigue, or feeling slowed down, difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, changes in appetite or unplanned weight changes, becoming withdrawn, negative or detached, isolating from family and friends, thoughts of death or suicide or suicide attempts. If you or someone you know is struggling or having thoughts of suicide, call or text the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 or chat at 988lifeline.org. In life-threatening situations, call 911. I will provide this information again in the episode's description. It is important to note that not everyone who is depressed experiences every one of the symptoms previously mentioned. It is also possible to experience some of these symptoms and not have depression. To be diagnosed with depression, the symptoms must be present for at least two weeks and represent a change in your previous level of functioning. As such, if you have been experiencing some of the signs and symptoms mentioned most of the day, nearly every day, for at least two weeks, it is possible you may be suffering from depression. I strongly recommend and encourage you to speak with a medical or mental health professional instead of ignoring or minimizing the symptoms or engaging in self-diagnosing. What causes depression? According to the American Psychiatric Association, several factors can play a role in depression. Biochemistry, Differences in certain chemicals in the brain may contribute to symptoms of depression. Genetics. Depression can run in families. Personality. People with low self-esteem who are easily overwhelmed by stress or who are generally pessimistic appear to be more likely to experience depression. Environmental factors. Continuous exposure to violence, neglect, abuse, or poverty 
may make some people more vulnerable to depression. Who gets depression? Depression can affect people of all ages, races, ethnicities, and genders, including devout, faith-filled Christians. Let me repeat that statement. Depression can affect people of all ages, races, ethnicities, and genders, including devout, faith-filled Christians. For too long, many Christians experiencing mental health challenges have been shamed by messages that their mental health concerns are due to sin, some moral failure, or lack of faith. In the article, What Christians Need to Understand About Mental Health, author Jeremy Lallier provides words of advice for Christians experiencing mental illness and those who are not. First, those who are experiencing mental illness. One, you are not your condition. Lalier encourages Christians who are experiencing mental illness to remember, you are first and foremost a child of God, personally called by your Father in heaven, who wants to see you become just like him. 1 John 3, 1 to 2. That's your identity. That's who you are. That's why you exist. And that's what you're working toward. A mental illness is a thing you have. It is not who you are. Don't let anyone including yourself, tell you any differently. Two, mental illness is not a moral failing. Lalier clearly states that a mental illness does not inherently mean that God is punishing you because of something you did. More often than not, It's part of a bigger picture that you cannot quite see yet. Trust God, he says, but don't default to blaming yourself. Three, seeking professional help is not a lack of faith. Lalier identifies God as the ultimate source of all healing and states that while our approach to solving any problem should begin with prayer, there's nothing wrong with getting help from qualified professionals. The author poses a question that I believe bears repeating. If you would seek medical assistance, for example, for a broken bone, or ruptured appendix. What makes getting help for your mind 
any less important. He notes that a trained professional can help you understand what's happening in your brain, why it's happening, and what you can do about it. There is nothing shameful about getting help from a doctor or a psychiatrist as you seek to make sense of the most complicated organ God designed for the human body. Now, his advice for those without mental illnesses as they interact with those who have mental illness. One, understand that you don't understand. Because you've experienced sadness does not mean you know what it is to experience depression. Clinical depression is not the same as experiencing sadness, just as an anxiety disorder is not the same as experiencing worry. You do not know what it is like to experience a mental illness unless you have experienced a mental illness. Understand that you do not understand. Let this fact inform how we think about mental illnesses and how we talk to people who have them. Two, offer support, not solutions. Lalier counsels, Resist the temptation to offer advice or your perspective. Instead, show support. If others open up to you about their struggles, ask how you can help. Tell them you can't imagine what they're dealing with. Thank them for sharing. Check in with them periodically. Let them know, either through your words or your actions, that they are loved. Three, fight the stigma. The author notes that for thousands of years, the human race has misunderstood and misrepresented mental illness. He acknowledges this reality is not something that can be changed overnight, but encourages each of us to address the stigma of mental illness when it shows up in our corner of the world, whether or not we personally understand it. As we end our time together today, I acknowledge there are limits to what can be shared about depression in a 20 minutes or so podcast episode. I encourage you to access information from reputable sources, such as the American Psychiatric Association and the National Institute of Mental Health. I also want to note that the Bible documents the experiences of individuals who struggled with and fought through periods of hopelessness and depression. Elijah is one such person. This mighty prophet, whose very name meant my God is Jehovah, experienced depression after one of his greatest triumphs. Some of the symptoms you will see in his story recorded in 1 Kings 19 include 
social withdrawal, verses 3 and 4, despair, thoughts of debt, negative thinking, and incorrect beliefs, verses 4 and 10. I also want to draw our attention to the compassionate manner in which God responded to Elijah during this dark season of his life. God did not rebuke him. Instead, first he sent an angel to feed Elijah twice. 1 Kings 19, 5-7 And allowed Elijah to rest. And when God spoke with Elijah at Mount Horeb, he did so in a gentle whisper. He is no less compassionate with any of his children who are struggling. I will share another excerpt from Jeremy Lallier's article. No one with a mental illness should feel like he or she doesn't belong in the body of Christ. As members of that body, we have a responsibility to one another, to suffer with those who suffer, and to rejoice with them in their victories. The first steps to dismantling the stigma of mental illness within the boundaries of the church begins with us. All of us. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Links to the resources referenced in today's episode will be shared in the episode's description. The next episode of the Written Spoken Podcast will air in two weeks. I hope you will join me again. Please share and rate this episode and leave a review on the platform where you listen to your podcasts. Reviews help others to discover the podcast. Also, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you will be notified when future episodes are published. The Written Spoken Podcast is also on Instagram. You can find written excerpts of previous episodes there and a link to the podcast in my bio. The e-version of my book, Sliced Bread, Food for the Spirit, is available on Amazon. I am working on an audio version of that book, and it will be available within the next several months. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace. And may we continue to look to, trust in, and give thanks to our Heavenly Father.